Jewish audio on Chabad.org. We are learning about the Kama Daf Ayin Ches. We left off on Daf Ayin Ches on the Dalif, nine lines from the top of the Amid. The Gemari here is quoting the opinion of Rava that we learned in the previous year. We explained Shitas Rava the way Rashi explains it in Masech Chulan. That in the Pasuk in Parshas Re'ei, where the Torah says, or So Rava says that the word Seh comes to exclude a crossbreed. Even though the word Seh refers to lambs, and the word Seh could refer to goats, but whenever there is an animal that's born from a goat and a lamb, then Seh comes to exclude that from that specific din. So we also learned in the previous year that when it comes to the laws of a Ganif, who has that unique penalty that if the Ganav steals a ox or a seh, and if then he shechts it or sells it, he has to pay the four or five times of that value. So we learned from the words oi kehignaif ish shoir oi seh, oi is lerabis as a climb. So now the Gemara asks, again nine lines from the top, when Rav made a statement, that that the Pasuk, the word Seh, again in Parsha Sre'ei, regarding kosher animals, that Komokim Shenemar said, that this teaches us for all other places in Torah, that whenever Hashem says the word Seh, it excludes a crossbreed. And now that we learned that this Binyan Av does not apply to Dinei Geneva, because by Dinei Geneva, the Oi is L'Rabbi Sesaklaim. So Lamai Hilchase, exactly what, for which Din does the Binyan Av come to teach us that a crossbreed is not included in the din of a sem, that a person cannot offer kachim from a crossbreed, from a goat and a lamb. That can be. Again, we learned this in the previous year. It says, Befedish, here recording the Pasik and Parshas Emoir, when the Torah says, Shoid oi chesev, and as we explained, that from a shoid and a kesev, you cannot have physically a crossbreed, and that comes to teach you that when it comes to kachim, no crossbreed can be brought. So we know that Kalim cannot be brought by Kachim. If the Binyan Avavrav is coming to teach you that when it comes to the laws of Meiser Behemon, which means that when a person has born to his flock either cattle or goats or sheep, then from every year's, from every year's birth, you have to gather them in a pen and you count as you force them to go out through a narrow opening and the, all of the tenth animals are holy, called Maiser Behema. And if the Din of Rav is to teach you that Maiser Behema should not and cannot be taken from a crossbreed, we don't need again the Binyanav. Why not? Says the Gemara, Tachas, Tachas, Yailov Mikachim. Okay, now that we have the Pasik and Parshas Emoid, Shoir Oy Chesev, that Kalaim is not kosher to bring, to be used as a carbon, we have now Exeter Shava, Tachas, Tachas, Maiser from Kachim. And as Rashi brings out, that in Parshas Bichul Kaisai, when the trader is teaching us the Dine Maiser Behemam, the trader uses the words Tachas Hashavit. Tachas Hashavit. You have the words Tachas and Parshas Emoir from the Pasuk that we just quoted, that Shivas Yamim Tachas Imoy. So we already know that Maiser Behema cannot come from Kalim. Ilu 
And if you're going to tell me that Rava's being an Avas to teach you that Hilchas Bechayra, meaning that if a firstborn animal, firstborn from the mother, the first Petrechem, from again cattle, sheep, or goats, has to be given to a Kayan. And the din is that if one has a crossbreed, there is no din Bechayra by the crossbreed. The din is correct, but again, we don't need the Binyan Av because Ha'avara, Ha'avara, Ya'alif me Meiser. Here Rashi brings Havara Havara. In Parsha's boy, the Torah tells you Vahavarto Kopeter Rechem Lashem. And going back to Parsha's Bichokoisai to Meiser Behemot says, Vachoyel Asher Yavoyer, right before the words Tachaz Ashevet, Tachaz Ashevet. So again, we have a Gezeder Shava. And Inami, and furthermore, says the Gemara, even without the Gezeder Shava, Havara Havara, we already know that Kalayim does not apply to Bechayim. In other words, you don't take the Bechayim from a Kalayim. Why not? Because since Nidme Omart Loi, since an animal that's a mutant, an animal whose both parents are either goats or both parents are lambs, but if they look like another species, we know that even they cannot be offered as a Bechayim. Why not? Because it says, I'm recording a Pasuk in Parshas Koirach, Ach Bechayim Shoyim. And the Pasuk continues, Oy Bechayim Kesev, Oy Bechayim Eiz. And Bechayr, Bechayr, Bechayr is extra, from which we learn from the Bechayr Shayr, Ache Yehehu Shayr, or Bechayr Shayr, that the child has to look just like the parent. In other words, it comes to exclude a Nidma. So here you have a Kalvachaymer. A Nidma who biologically is coming from the same type, both parents are of the same type, nevertheless, the Torah excludes a Nidma from Dinei Bechayram. So as a Chavade, when it comes to Kalayim, whose parents are from different types, of course they are excluded from the Din of Bechayram. Kalayim Ibaya. So back, for what Din is Rabbi using the Binyanav, Lohaitzi Asakalayim? Ella says, In other words, the Torah tells you that uh, the general rule of Bechayra is only like we mentioned by cattle, by sheep and by goats. But there is one exception, the Chamoir, Petr from the mother, the first one, has to be redeemed with a Sam. And one mistakenly would have thought that you can redeem it with a crossbreed, an animal that came from a goat and a lamb. So for this, Rava teaches you the Binyan Av, that a Kalayim animal, a Kalayim Seh, cannot be used for Petr Hamur. Kitatran, as we learned in the Mishnah, that ain't Poyden, that you cannot redeem the firstborn donkey, not with a calf, not with a non-domesticated animal, or even if you have a goat or a lamb, and by the way, again, said means a goat or a lamb. You could use either a goat or a lamb to do the mitzvah of Pidyan Petr Hamar, but if that animal was already slaughtered, you can't use that. Voloi betrei for nor with an animal that is halachically not kosher, meaning that it's mis that it has one of the eighteen blemishes for which the animal anyways won't live for a year. Voloi beklayim befeirush. That's the Mishnah klayim from a goat and a lamb cannot be used for Petr Hamar for Pidyan Petr Hamar and voloi bekvi or pronounce it koi and koi. You know, every now and then we learn this in the in the Gemara. Koi is either some sort of unique creature that's a not this and not that, not an animal, not a domesticated animal and not an undomesticated animal. I think we even quoted an opinion that says that perhaps a buffalo is a koi. Let's pronounce it koi. Interestingly, here, Bavakama Ein Ches, Rashi says koi, it's a, it's a crossbreed from a behemah and a chayim. 
like it's a crossbreed from a goat and a deer. But be that as it may, we see from this Mishnah, Kalayim cannot be used for pidyan, peter, chamoir. And for that, for where, where do we know that from? That's Rava, Zed Binyanav, when Rava quotes the Pasik in Parsha Sre'eh, say Ksavim, say Izim, that, that is the source that Kalayim is not to be used. Now the Gemara just wants to tell you that Ularabi Elazim, according to the Tanarab Elazim, the Matar Bikalayim, he allows Kalayim to be used for Pidyan, Petr, Hamar, Ditran, like we learned in the Mishnah, that Rabbi Eliezer Matar Bikalayim, Mipneshu Huseh, meaning because since both the father and the mother are called the seh, even though it's a crossbreed, it could be used. So again, Lamai Hilchaseh. Now, Lamai Hilchaseh meaning, don't forget, you can't, you're not asking on Rabbi Lazar from Rava. Rava's the Amairam. But if Rabbi Lazar were to have the Binyanav like Rava does, what would Rabbi Lazar use it for? Obviously, it's not to exclude Petr Hamur because he holds that you could use a crossbreed. So explains the Gemara, Amar Lach Rabbi Lazar. Rabbi Lazar will use this Binyanav. In other words, Bulashan Hagamara, Kiitmir the Rava, the Binyanav of Rava, is going to be used. Let's explain it now before the Gemara clarifies it in the Havamin and then in the Maskana. Here the Gemara says it comes to exclude the din regarding Pashat kosher animals. That if you have an animal that is a tummy, meaning it looks like a non kosher animal, but it was born to a kosher mother. And to a non-kosher father. And again, in the Havamina, like Rashi speaks out over here, for example, para shiyolda sus. If a cow gave birth, gave, gave birth to a horse, why? Because the, the cow, the mother, got impregnated from a horse. So the din will be that this animal is a crossbreed, even though the mother is kosher. But the Torah is telling you that kalayim from kosher and non-kosher is going to be in the category of a non-kosher animal. And this is learned from the Binyanav. Now again, as we just mentioned, this will be clarified in a moment. So firstly, the Gemara says, okay, that is what Rabbi Lazar will use the Binyanav for, but you should know, this will not be the way Rabbi Yeshua learns the same din. Rabbi Yeshua holds like Rabbi Lazar that an animal that's a crossbreed, from a kosher and a non-kosher species, the animal is not kosher. But he doesn't learn it from the Binyanav. He learns it from the Irabi Yoshua, Since the Torah uses the words in the plural, the plural expression comes to teach you the same thing, that both parents have to be tohoidim. So now the Gemara is asking both on the limud of Rava or Rabbi Lazar, the Binyanav, and on the din of Rabbi Yeshua. They both say the same din. So just a machlekes, where do you learn it from? Is it biologically possible for this example to happen, the way Rashi gave, that a para and a sus, could they crossbreed? It can be. And Rashi, and Gemara, Rashi quotes the Gemara Bukhairas, Davzayan, that tells you, let's read the second to last line in the Amid, that Lo'ilam ain misabedis, loitamea minatahaira, veloitahaira minatamea. This is a rule in nature. So the Gemara clarifies in there could be a crossbreed, but not a, a para and a sus. The Kaimalon, what are we referring to? Returning to the fine Chesamid Beis. The Iabar Mikolot Kedab Shimin. Kolot means an animal that has an uncloven 
or a unhooved, a non-split hoof. There are two signs for a kosher animal, kosher, which are it chews its cod and it has and it has split hooves. There are times that both parents are of a kosher type. The animal, the father is an ox, the mother is a cow. The child is a cow, but the hooves are not split. That's called a kolot. Now when it comes to a kolot, there's a machlekes tanoi. Rabbi Yeshua holds that that animal is kosher. Because even though it doesn't have a split hoof, let's use the words, it's only like a simen, it's not a siba. Since the parents are kosher, the child is kosher. And Rabbi Shimon holds already it's not kosher. Now we add to that, that even Lashitas Rabbi Yeshua, who is machsher, a kolot whose both parents had the simonic hashros, what happens if now this kolot is going to have, is going to breed with a normal kosher animal? That is the case that we are referring to. So don't think that just like Rabbi Yeshua is matir, a kolot itself, whose both parents have both simonic tahara, that here, when one of the parents are a kolot, here Rabbi Yeshua will agree, like Rabbi Shimon, that the child is not going to be kosher. Why? Again, that's the question is why. Either Rabbi Yeshua learns it from the Seik Savim Seizim in the plural, or like Rabbi Lazar, which is going to use the Binyanav, like Rav explained, he'll learn it from the Binyanav. But no matter what the limit is from, if the father is a kolot, even though Rabbi Yeshua holds the father is kosher, but if the kolot had a relation with a normal kosher animal and they give birth to a child, now this child will not be kosher. Continues the Gemara. Bayerava. We're going to learn this Gemara the way some understand in Shitas Rashi. We had before Machlekes Tanoim whether Kachim, Shechayiv Ba'achri Yusan. In other words, if a person says to the base of Migdash, Harei Olai to bring a carbon. And they separated the carbon. And that carbon was designated to be. That, that kachim is beach. Normally the rule is that the din of Dalad Vehei and even the din of Kefal, it only goes Shor Re'eyu and not Shor Shal Hegdish. However, Shitas Rab Shimon is that since if this animal will get lost or will die, the owner is chayev to replace it. So it's Dover HaGoyrim Lamamayin. So the din will be that if now a Ganav steals it, after it's already sanctified, the Ganav will be chayv both in Kefal, and then if the Ganav shechts it or sells it, he'll be chayv in Dalavei. So Lashitas Rab Shimon asks Rav the following question. In this case, a person says, and the Hifrishoid, and he designates an ox. And another person steals the ox. And we're going to go further that the ox that that person stole, the ox itself died. And what's going to be the din? The din is that the, the ganav is going to have to pay kefal again according to Rab Shimon. Now let's not forget that one animal, the animal that he stole was already designated as an oil. Again, we're learning one approach on this Gemara. There's no debate that the principal animal that he has to return is an ox. Don't forget the animal, the animal has to give back kefal. One animal will go back to be a carbon. So he stole an ox, he has to return an ox, if he lost the animal that he stole. However, when it comes to the law of kefal, that he's penalized, he has to pay back to the owner, like what he stole. Here, there's a Gavaldic question. Maybe, me patar ganaf nafshe, either bekevis l'rabbanan, or be'oilas o'ayf l'rabbalazah ben azari. 
And as the Gemara is going to quote a Mishnah, when a person says, and when the person made the nether, the person did not say what animal type he will bring for the nether. So there's the, both of these Tanoim hold that he can bring the most inexpensive animal through which to fill his obligation. And I, ideally, of course, bring an ox. But the question is, could you get away by bringing either a lamb? Could you get away by bringing a bird? And really, the way most Rishonim explain this Machlekes Tanoim, they both hold the same Nakuda, that you can fulfill your vow by bringing the cheapest animal. It was Pashat and Metziah's Dika difference between their locations. What was cheaper? Was a lamb cheaper? Or was a bird carbon cheaper? Interesting. A bird sometimes was more expensive than the lamb. The Tanan, like we learned, first wide line, so Yavi Kevis. You can bring a lamb. Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah says, you can bring which and they both mean the same thing. The bird was cheaper. In the place of the Tanakama, the Kevis was cheaper. They both hold, you can get away with the cheapest one. So now, again, the, the Ganef has to pay back what he took and double that what he took. He took an ox. He has to bring back an ox. But the question is regarding the Kefal, me, Hominin, do we say, since shame oila kabil ilave, since the owner designated the animal to fulfill his vow of a oila, and he could have fulfilled it with a lamb, he could have fulfilled it with a bird. So now the Ganaf who has to replace this by paying Kefal, maybe can get away by only replacing the Kefal with the lamb or with a bird, even though he stole an ox. Or maybe, Matsi Amarle, the owner of the animal, can tell the Ganef, listen, I wanted to fulfill my mitzvah the best way possible. When I said, the fact is, I designated an ox, and you stole an ox. So now that you have to pay back Kefal, not only, again, as a given, that the principal animal needs to be an ox, but even the Kefal that's going into my pocket needs to be the value of an ox or an ox. And don't tell me that since you're just replacing my vow over carbon, and I could have brought a cheaper animal, I didn't. Give me back two oxen. That's the boya. So says the Gemara, boya, basar di boya. After he asked that question, Hadar Pashat, Rava himself gave the answer, and he said that Ganav, that the Ganav, that indeed, after he gives back the principal animal to the base Amigdash, which needs to be like the one that he stole, an ox, for the kefal, he gets away by giving the owner of the animal that which the owner could have used to fulfill his vow. He, he had that same din of Rava, but not question answer. But the Rava said it straight out that Omar Rava, that in the case where a person says, and then to fulfill his nether, and then and he has to pay kefal again, if the animal that he stole is be'en, there's no give that back. If the animal that he didn't stole is be'en, you have to replace it with an ox. However, for the kefal, which is a tremendous leniency. Let's move on to the next mission. That's the way we are learning. I think that's the way the Pnei Shur learns Pshat and Nashi. And Nashi learns all this as Lerab Shimon. 
Okay, says the Mishnah. If a person again steals an animal and he sells it, however, he sells it, but he retains for himself one hundredth of the animal, and the Gemara is going to explain more about this retention. But let's relearn the Mishnah. He sells the animal, but he didn't fully sell it. He kept for himself even only one hundredth. Or, and as we'll see, that before the theft, he already was a partner in the animal, so he stole his partner's part. And then he sold all of it, but in both of these two cases, he did not sell all that was stolen. In the first case, he stole the whole animal, he kept for himself a hundredth. In the case of a partnership, he sold the whole animal, but part of it was already his. So he didn't sell, the, he didn't, he, what he sold wasn't all stolen. Or, before we learn Shitas Rab Shimon, another din in Rab Shimon, and Afayin, that Shechita She'ena Ru'uya, Loishma Shechita. Here we're not speaking about a Shechita She'ena Ru'uya. Shechita She'ena Ru'uya means that halachically you made the cut the way a Shechit needs to make the cut. Elama, let's say the animal was treif. Elama, it was chulen ba'azara. It was kachim ba'chutz. Here we're speaking about a person that Pashat made a mistake or purposefully did not shecht it properly. The act of Shechita was not a Shechita. Or another example, he was neicher. Neicher means that instead of cutting the animal to the width of the neck, which is the way we're supposed to shecht, he cut it to the length. And Rashi here writes, let's remember this for Chulin, that nechira means that he, he inserted the knife facing down, standing up from in between the nostrils, and he went all the way to the heart. Or hama'aked, he physically ripped out the kana and the veshet. He didn't cut it at all. In other words, the act of shechita was not an act of shechita. Everyone holds that mishalom tashlumi kefal. For whatever you stole, you have to pay kefal. But the ene mishalom tashlumi As we just explained, either you didn't sell the entire theft, or you didn't do shechita. Says the Gemara. My chutz... The din of kefal, correct, doesn't matter. The whole din of shechita is only for the din of, of, of tzvich ha Correct, it's only relevant where he stole it. One of the cases, and that will be clarified further, no? Yeah, yeah, that's there. We have four cases in the mission. We have three cases, echad nimeya, shutvis, or the shechita wasn't shechita. In all of these cases, he doesn't pay Abar v'chamisha. Now, coming back to the first case, that he retained for himself one hundredth, my chutz me'echad mi'meya shubai, exactly what did he retain for himself? So, amarav, chutz midavar hanitar imay b'shechita. Ah, what type of retention will be enough of a retention for which he will not be chayv to pay the dalad v'hei, that's only if he retained for himself part of the animal that needed to undergo tficha, which means part of its flesh. But any other part of the animal, for example, if you share the animal, the hair, it, it can be used whether you're shechted or not. Or the, the, the horns of the animal, which is not eaten. 
any part of the animal that's not edible, that does not need shechita, even if the person who sold it retained that for himself, he will be chayv to pay dalad vehei, as we'll see soon why. Levi says no. Levi says even chutz megizayisel, even if you keep for yourself that which stands to be shorn, and that's not something that needs shechita to be matarit, the fact is, the person stole the animal. Some of it he kept for himself. He didn't fully sell it. That's the exemption. You don't pay dollar the hay. Says the Gemara, V'chein tanya b'masnisa. We learn the same thing in Abraisa, like Levi. Chutz migizoy seho. At kedekach. The Gemara now is going to challenge Rav. Meisvei. A question to Rav. It says in Abraisa, Bechara chutz mi yodda. Chutz mi ragla. If the Ganev who stole a whole animal then sold it, but retained for himself either the yada, the foreleg, or the ragla, the hind leg, or chutz mikarna, he kept for himself the horn, chutz migizoyser, he kept for himself that which stands to be shorn. In all of these cases, clearly, this is Mamash Levi, but this is not Rav, correct? Because Rav holds chutz mikarna, chutz migizoyser, you will still be chayv dalad vehe. Rebbe says like this, Dover hama'akev b'shchita, a part of the animal which will not allow the whole shechita to be valid, meaning and, uh, any one of the 18 limbs or from the dinim of treifa. We know that if an animal, let's say, has a hole in a lung, the animal is treifa. So if he kept for himself the lung, that's when we say the retention is a real retention. It's substantial. Or any other part of the animal that makes the animal treif without it. However, says Rebbe, and by the way, that can be part of the, the, fore, the foreleg, that if he keeps that for himself, still he has to pay. If he keeps for himself the horns, even though the horns are not edible. However, that's the only place, that if the Ganav keeps for himself that which stands to be shorn, Nishalam, then he will still pay Arba and the Gemara is going to explain the reason behind each Tana. The problem is, before we explain the reasons, who exactly is, is Rav leaning on? Bishlaim Levi, clearly like the Tanakama. El Rav Laman, it's not the Tanakama, it's not the Rebbe, it's not the Rabbi Shemim Ben Allah. Answers the Gemara, Amri Rav, they answered in the Yeshiva that Rav, the Amar Kehaitano. Ah, you only know the Braisa that you quoted. We know of another Braisa. And by the way, that second b'raisa quotes Rav Shimon ben Elazar. And as the Gemara is going to say later, it must be Trey Tanoi Aliba the Rav Shimon ben Elazar, because he doesn't say the same thing. That here in this b'raisa it says, Rav Shimon ben Elazar Aimer, Mechara Chutz Miyada, or Chutz Ragla, Einoi Mishalem Tashlumi Abava Chamisham, you don't pay four or five. That's part of the flesh. Chutz Mikarna, but if the Ganaf retains either the horn, Chutz Migizaysel, or he retains for himself that which stands to be shorn, then he will pay tashlumi abar v'chamisha. No, that's all about the flesh, mamash like rav. So first of all, what's behind the arguments? But Michael Mifligi says the Gemara Tanakama Savar that when it says utevachai, the words utevachai means we had this before kulai ba'inan. You are only chayv this unique penalty of dalad vehei if you sell all of it, meaning that there is no exclusions. How which is written right afterwards, So if you, just like by Tvicha, you can't shecht part of the animal. You shecht all of it. So when the trader juxtaposes Mechira, it means you sold 
All of it. And if anything was kept for yourself, that's easy. That's the Tanakama, that's Levi, that's an exclusion. Rebbe holds like this. Perfect. Let's use this smichus. Tficha, you can't shecht part of the animal. But let's learn something else from this smichus. Something that will be essential for the tficha, which means that an animal that won't be fit if, it's, if it has a certain blemish, that is something that will mess up the shechita, and that will be the retention that won't allow you to get penalized. But it's connected to something that makes the animal worthy or fit to be slaughtered halachically. So just like by tficha, when is tficha considered tficha? If the animal is not treif, so umacharei is again dumya de tficha, which is gavaldik. So what is considered a retention? Only something that retains the tficha itself, which is the treifus, but not the anything that don't that will not make the animal treif. Like this, the horn that doesn't stand to be cut off. Have a shiur. It's part of the animal. You have the smichus. If you did retain it, well, that's that. Then, then you kept to yourself some of the animal, and therefore But when it comes to sharing the animal, since the lemegas kaima, since wool stands to be shorn, it's never considered part of the animal. have a shiur, and therefore Now the what about the other Tana, the one that Rav holds like? He holds, the hands and the feet. Yeah, they're not ma'akev the tficha to be kosher or not. Depending how much of the hands and the feet, especially by the feet. We'll learn that in Kholin. But over there, they need the tficha. In other words, they're flesh. And you cannot eat them unless you shech the animal. So that is a part of the animal that if you retained it, have a shiur, and you are exempt. However, the horns and the gizoyseha and the wool, since the since they don't need the shechitam, loy have a shiur. It's not considered a retention. I we have two brises quoting different opinions in Abshem ben Elazar. Kasher that Abshem ben Elazar, Abshem ben Elazar. The Gemara says Trei Tanoi Ali b'Abshem ben Elazar. Continues the Gemara. Tanan Rabbanon we learned in a brise. Hagoynef hakitaas. If a person steals. A amputated animal, in other words, when he stole, the animal already was not wholesome. It was missing an organ, missing a limb. Or if a person steals a chigeres, a lame animal, or a summa blind animal. If a person steals animals of partners, as the Gemara will explain soon, in all of these cases, if then the ganef sold or shechted the animal, he, the ganaf, will be chayev, meaning the four or the five. Now I, the animal was not wholesome, doesn't matter. All of what the animal saw, stole, all of that was sold. We're going to come to the partners in a moment. However, continues the shegonvu. but partners that stole, they are exempt. And l'chorah, that would mean that if one stole from the other, and then they sold it. So again, it's not all of what they, they, not all of the animal was sold illegally, they'll be exempt. I says, the Gemara we learned in another Braisa, that Shutafim Shiganvu will be Chayef. How do you reconcile them? 
So Amar Nachman Loi Kasha Khan, the Braisa that says that Ganovim Shagonvu Piturim, Hashutafim Shagonvu Piturim, is speaking about Bishutav Shagonov Mechaveroi. Like we just explained, one partner stole the part from his other partner, and then he sold it. Which means what he sold wasn't fully illegal because some of it he owned. He won't be ex he won't be high of that special penalty. Khan, the brayso that says the second brayso that shutafim shegonvu chayovin means beshutav shegonav ma'almam that a faganeth stole one partner stole there were two partners one of them stole and as Rashi points out he stole for him and for his partner and let's remember clearly. That what we learned on Daf Ayin Aleph is that when it comes to the Dinei Tvicha Umechira, even though normally the rule is Ein Shliach Ledvar Aveira, and we have now three Lamudim for that, but when I remember that one of them was that just like the Torah juxtaposes Tvicha to Mechira, just like by Mechira you need an Acher, how do you sell an animal? You have a buyer, there's a seller and a buyer. Tvicha, even Aledei Acher, meaning through a Shliach, you'll be Chayiv, Dalavei. So here he sold it or he shechted it for him and for his partner. His partner asked him to do that. So yeah, it was partners that did it. But the whole animal was stolen. The whole animal was sold illegally. And therefore the chayef. Oh, says the Gemara to this answer, it can be, He's quoting another price that you would think that if one partner stole from his friend, or the shutafim shiganvu, they're gonna, you would think that they'll be high if Dalad if they sell it or shecht it. So the Braisa says, Tamud Loimer, like we just learned now, just like the act of Shechita, there's no 50% Shechita, there's no 80% Shechita. Either the Shechita is Shechita or not. And by the way, is like So here it seems like in both cases that Rav Nachman explained, you're gonna be Potter. So again, how do we understand the Braisa? That says that Shutafim Shaganvu will be Paturim. Says Rav Nachman, I'll tell you the answer. In both cases, in both Braises, the one that says Chayovin or Paturim, we're speaking about two partners that stole the animal from elsewhere. That's the cases of the Braises. However, Khan Bishutav Shutavach Ladas Chaveroi, Khan Bishutav Shutavach Ladas Chaveroi. Ah. Yes, when did we have the limud that we just quoted in Daf Ayin Aleph Amad Aleph? That the act of Tvicham is an exception to the rule, and yesh shliach ledvar aveder for this, but you have to be a shliach from the Mishaleach. So when a shutif sold it on behalf of himself as a given, he sold it. But his partner also asked him to sell the partner share. Both of them were involved in the act of Mechira, that's when you're chayav. But if the partner did not tell his partner in crime, go sell the stolen animal, then you're going to be puttered. He'll be puttered even for his half. Even for his half he'll be puttered. Even though we also learned over there that there is a concept of paying half, you know, chamisha, afilo chatsoi chamisha, but that's only when bishas, the mechira happened, everyone was involved. Remember that was the case? That a guy stole something, from two ganovim and he sold it and then he was made the to one of the partners. Bishas the sin, he was chayv the whole five. Then he exempted himself by admitting. But here, if from the beginning when he sold it, he didn't sell it 
on behalf of his partner. He was never asked to do so. It was Shaloy Ladas Chaveroi. He not only will his chaver not be chayv, his chaver, his chaver was not involved, even the one that ganvit and sold it, he also won't be chayv to have to pay the dalad vehei. Well, kefal, yeah, because you don't need to have, that's what you were saying back in the Mishnah, you don't need kefal, you don't have this concept by kefal. For whatever you stole, you pay double. In the case of our Mishnah, it can be the way we explain the Mishnah. It's one gan of stealing from the other. And then he sold the entire animal. So since the animal, as was sold, that entire animal was not, a, was not an illegal sale because some of it the partner did own, you're going to be potter. If an animal stole an a, a animal that was missing a limb and he sold that, then all of the sale was illegal. It's not, it's not about the animal needing to be complete, but all of what you sold has to be an illegal sale. That's the criteria. Or one guy did it on behalf of the other. No, when it comes to one guy doing it on behalf of the other, we'll get to that in a moment. Because when we quoted the Ayin Aleph, the, the exception, that when it comes to the Tvicha Oy Mechira, Shlichus works, that's only for the Tvicha Mechira, not for the Geneva. No, it's for the Geneva, they both have to be involved in the Geneva, for both of them to be Chayv Kefu. Okay, let's go right. Boy Rav Yirmiya. Rav Yirmiya asked the following question. Again, we're learning about a person retaining something for himself. If Aganov steals an animal and he sells it, but he tells the buyer, I'm selling it to you now, but for the first 30 days, I'm still keeping it. Notice he retained time for himself. The entire animal is sold. And after 30 days, the buyer will, will get the entire animal. But during the act of Mechira, he retained 30 days for himself. Or, chutz another type of retention. A buyer, Lamashal, is telling the seller, he doesn't even know it's stolen. He's telling the gun of the seller, I want to buy the animal for, I want to shecht it. So the seller, and they're, and they're haggling on a price. And he wants to pay a little bit less. So the seller, the gun tells the buyer, okay, I'll, I'll be asking him to take the lower amount. But you all, you told me you're going to shecht it for the party that you're making in a week. So allow me to work with the animal until you shecht it. The buyer never intends to work with it. The buyer doesn't even feel like he lost anything. Anyways, he wouldn't have worked with it. But still there's a retention. The seller has the right to work with it. Or, if the animal that he sold, stolen and sold, was pregnant, the seller, the ganaf, is retaining for himself the fetus. In all of these three cases, mahu, is it considered a retention? And if it is, that's the din of our Mishnah. Then he won't have to pay. Now the Gemara is going to explain on the third boya, on the Ubar, the following. We have this famous machlekes. How is it that we view a fetus? Do we view a fetus as a limb or a part of the mother? If the Ubar is considered the yerech, the thigh, a limb of the mother, then of course he retained for himself a part of the animal. And even like Rav, as we'll see in a moment, he retained for himself part of the flesh. Like Tibayalach, that Avada the Hashayirba, he kept for himself the Ubar, he won't have to pay Dalad Vehei. Ki Tibayalach, when did Rav Yirmiya ask this third question of Ubara? Aliba demanda Omar, Ubar lav Yerachimai. And even according to the opinion that says Ubar is not Yerachimai, still Maya have a boy. On one hand, I can say 
It's taken not yerechimai halachically. It's considered a separate entity, but nevertheless, kiven the mechuberba, it is connected, and he's retaining it for himself. So have a shiur, even though it's not a legal part of the mother, but it's a physical part of the mother. Or kiven the lemifrash minokoi. Even if you're not going to look at the halachic legal status, let's look at the physical. Even physically, it's not part of the mother. Why? You know, we just had the whole sugya. You know, call ha'oymet lizrei kezorik damai. Call. We just had over here in our sugya that gizoy seha is not necessarily considered a retention because call ha'oymet ligozes kigozos damai. Here also, kiven the lemifrash minakoi, the uber will be born. It will become separated. Is lehava shiur. That's why he had a boy. Ikadamri, other people say, Kivan the lav yerach imayhu, loy havashir. Okay, let's learn it that way. According to this manda amr, or perhaps look at this concept. Kivan the tsarachli ishtaruye bahadab bishkitam. When a uber is inside a mother when, the mother, when the mother is slaughtered, then the din will be that that animal doesn't have to undergo shkita. It was already in the mom when the mother was geshachtan. And let's take it a step further. What happens if when the mother was slaughtered, the fetus already was, de was dead? So here you don't even have an option of eating up the fetus if it would not to be included in the shechit of the mother. So in such a case, this dead fetus needs the shechit of the mother for you to eventually be allowed to eat its flesh. You understand? That when the animal is living, even though the halacha take is that you don't have to shech the child, but the child, if it's living, is a child which you could shecht. If the fetus is dead, it can only become permissible to be eaten if it was in the mother, when the mother was slaughtered, based on the law that it was part of the mother. So even if halachically, but on the other hand, since it's meat can only be eaten if it's inside the mother, it has to be in the mother. So therefore, Keeping it for the ganef is considered a retention. Gavaldik, command the shayde begufadami. It's as if you retain part of the animal because it is vinegar dine eating it halachically considered part of the mother. And on these three boyas, even on the third one, whichever way you'll explain it, we have a teku. Let's hop around the next few lines. Boyerav papa, genova. If a ganef stole an animal before it was a um, an animal missing a limb. And the, and the Ganef was the one that could talk. The Ganef amputated it. And then the Ganef sold it. Now this is a Gavaldika question. So on one hand you can say, the Ganef made a sale. The entire sale was illegal. All of the animal that was sold was an illegal sale. Unlike the case of the partners. Unlike the case of retention. He's, what, whatever, all of what's here was sold. On the other hand, he did not sell all of what he stole. Not because he retained anything for himself, because he amputated the animal. Mahu, me do we say that might the gunner for Lizabin? What he stole, he did not sell. Was not sold. Or perhaps, Madazabin, what all of that which he sold, he left nothing back for himself. Ah, so do you begin with the Geneva? Do you begin with the Mechira? So on that, says the Gemana, take whether he'll have to pay dollar to be continued.